All right, we are live here once again on a Tuesday, and uh, we analyze the lyric on Tuesdays. And we're going to be analyzing the lyric from uh, Meatloaf's performance of Two Out of Three Ain't Bad off of the Bad Out of Hell album. And uh, this song here, Two Out of Three Ain't Bad, was written by Jim Steinman. And you can certainly Google and uh, all the facts and the ins and outs of uh, the song and how it came to be and where it's at. What you and I want to do today is just kind of open up the lyric and go through the lyrics and just uh, have ourselves a conversation upon that while we analyze. Is that okay? Stefan Mayet with you. AddedSouls.com is the website. I am a minister for the East Coast Church of Christ in Moncton, New Brunswick, Canada. And you can check us out over at eastcoastchurchofchrist.com. And you can also find us over on Facebook and various other locations. My podcast in audio form found Spotify, iTunes, Podbean, wherever. You just Google Added Souls and you should be able to navigate your way through various platforms we uh, operate. And also... Please, again, addedsouls.com is the website. And there you'll find links to this, that, and the other. And if you'd kindly consider supporting the Added Souls ministry so that we can continue to produce this kind of content in the studio, go to addedsouls.locals.com. It's free to sign up, but if you want exclusive content and have the ability and freedom to interact on a platform that is not hypersensitive regarding political correctness and all that kind of nonsense going on on major platforms, by all means, please consider supporting. No amount is too small, no amount is too big. It all goes, of course, through the Added Souls ministry to keep doing what it does. And uh, it's a good thing, I think. It's been around for a little while, and we appreciate your uh, consideration. So let's get into this session here, this Tuesday, as we analyze the lyric for Two Out of Three Ain't Bad, a meatloaf song from the album Bad Out of Hell. And uh, we're going to take a look at that. We're going to uh, read through the lyrics and have ourselves a conversation. Of course, meatloaf being a big part of my life and a chapter in my past history, we used to listen to this album all the time. Mom and Dad had the album from the <laughs> from the 8-track uh, uh, the to the album to the album to the cassette to the cassette to the, uh, the disc and... Uh, to the digital form, and we go backwards again <laughs> to the record, right? It's been in our family history. Uh, it's been a big part of our community as a record. It's been played here, there, and everywhere. And it certainly took its part in uh, my life uh, with my friends. And, um, you know, it's a capsule, a time capsule of sorts. It brings you back to certain moments, certain emotions, certain experience where we might have had in our past life uh, while uh, listening to this kind of music. Now I remember in my music journey, I didn't begin with meatloaf. My parents had meatloaf, but I never really caught on to it. It wasn't my thing, if you will. It just, I don't know, it didn't hit strong enough for me. I was more into the heavier kind of stuff, Black Sabbath kind of stuff, Iron Maiden, you know. So Meatloaf really didn't have a place for me till uh, later on. And when I mean later on, perhaps, oh, mid-20s, I suppose, mid-20s, I started really paying attention because the album cover, obviously, uh, found, um, uh, well, I found it kind of interesting. <laughs> you know, it was kind of a bit scary 
and the name of it all, Bat Out of Hell, what's going on, and then the album cover and what it looks like and how it was portrayed and the songs behind it and everything. I just, okay, let me give this album a chance. You know, I mean, it's sold millions and millions and millions of record. I mean, it is known as one of the top-selling uh, albums of all time. So, I mean, something's in it, perhaps. And I don't base my my uh, judgment on an album uh, solely on record sales. I mean, I've seen poor record sales off of albums I thought to be classics, you know, and uh, we've seen album sales from artists and songs and albums that were of the biggest kind. But the album was just, to me personally, garbage. So to each his own, it is certainly subjective when it comes to what album uh, you like or what kind of music you like or what kind of song you like, though I would tend to think there are boundaries and there are criteria, there are measurements to what makes a good song, how it was written, is it poetic, what's the idea behind the, the, the pen that wrote the song, what's the idea behind the musician, behind the songwriter, behind the performance, the musicians, are they talented, was this a work of art or was this just, you know, let's all get really drunk and high off drugs and just make something up. Well, and again, not to say that some who haven't been influenced by substance have not created some of the most memorable pieces of music we have in our culture. But again, there are many factors to the discussion is what I'm saying. And so two out of three ain't bad. And of course, you know, you have to live a bit of life to understand the lyric. If you're young and you're listening to this and you're, I don't know, 12 years old, you're not going to fully captivate, uh, be captivated or, or, or discern or recognize what it is indeed he is speaking about. And that's okay. When I first began my musical journey, I just liked the sound of the music, the guitar and the drums and whatever else was involved, right? The singing in it and whatnot. And I would follow the lyrics. I was that guy. I would open up the, the, the album sleeve and look at all the pictures and read through the lyrics as I was listening to the music. And though I didn't understand fully the mature, the maturity of, of, of most of these songs we listen to, because they do have to do with relationship. They do have to do with male and female. And, and, uh, you know, at times, if you've not lived long enough on this earth, you really don't, no, you're not experienced, as Jimi Hendrix would say, regarding, of course, the psychedelic era. Have you ever been experienced? Well, I have, most certainly. And so, yeah, two out of three ain't bad is something that you wouldn't necessarily know what is being spoken of unless you've grown a bit in your life and you've seen a few things, right? So he begins and says, baby, we can talk all night. Hey, yo, bye. Bay, we can talk all night, right, baby? He's speaking, of course, to his girlfriend. And he's speaking about a situation he's finding himself in, which is not really agreeable. You know, she's got an offense. She's hurt. And because she's hurt, she wants to hurt him. And uh, she doesn't understand what's taking place and why this and why that. And he's just trying to say, listen, this is... There need not be a book written about what's going on here. So, baby, we can talk all night. I know you think that's how we're going to get through this, by communicating and just making up words and creating word salads in our relationship because you're seeking for an answer you're never going to find. It's just not going to happen. And so, yeah, we can talk all night, but it ain't getting us nowhere. Baby, we can talk all night, but it ain't getting us nowhere. Well, it's just... It's a useless conversation. It would just be in vain. It's never going to lead us to any kind of 
sufficient conclusion that would have you um, uh, joyful, that would have you happy, that would have you receive what you're looking for. It's not going to happen. Okay? I told you everything I possibly can, he says. Like, there's nothing really more to say. What would we be talking about all night? It's just going to be an argument and another argument and another argument. There's nothing left inside of here. Okay? This relationship, this relationship we have, you and I, you're seeking something I, I cannot produce. You're seeking something that is simply not, I'm not going to give you. Baby, we can talk all night, but it ain't getting us nowhere. I told you everything I possibly can. There's nothing left inside of here. Now, some of us, of course, have lived out these lyrics, which make them more potent while traveling back down that path. We call, quote-unquote, memory, memory lane, right? The nostalgia of this memory uh, and the relationship that perhaps we were found in that sought a required destination with love when love was just not going to be, is just not going to be something that was going to be given to me or that I was going to be giving to her. There's a deficit, there's a cavity in our relationship, you know, and she's seeking this love. She's seeking something from him that he's just not going to want to produce. It's not in him to want to produce it in this relationship. For whatever reason, it's just not available, and she wants to keep working at it to make it happen. There must be conversation. There must be something within this relationship that can be done, that we can work out, that we can talk about, that we can argue about, that we can whatever about, to have you love me and uh, take me as yours forever. No, there's... there's, there's I told you everything I possibly can. There's nothing left inside of here. You see, some individuals, and I've been there. I've lived this life in, in the world for decades. I know what it's about. I've, I've, I've gone to its, to its extremes. I know what it's about. Now, of course, from a Christian perspective, I can look retro and, and uh, see the damage of poor decision-making while getting involved in relationships. And I don't even speak also from my own side of things, but a great many of the women I was involved with, they should have never gotten involved with a guy like me. I'm bad news. I'm a bad dude. I'm a bad guy. I'm going to hurt you. That's all there is to it. Well, I've been the recipient and I've been the giver of heartache and sorrow and breaking up and all that kind of stuff, right? So here's this dynamic between this man and this woman. To the songwriter's pen onto Meatloaf's vocal power and presence, to which he was greatly animated behind the microphone, an entertainer through and through. I mean, I just love going back to those videos of him, you know, and the band there over on YouTube or wherever, and you get to see them perform and how passionate they were, you know, and how they worked hard as entertainers to deliver this lyric in such a memorable and charming way. Well, baby, we can talk all night. But it ain't getting us nowhere. I told you everything I possibly can. There's nothing left inside of here. The answer you're looking for, the question you're asking, do I love you? No, I don't. And I'm not going to be able to ever say that I do. So no matter what we try, no matter where we go, no matter how, much, how many words 
we come up with this evening, this day, this hour, this month, this week, whatever. It's not, it's, I'm, I'm never going to choose to love you. And maybe you can cry all night. Maybe you can make me feel guilty or make me feel bad. Maybe you can pour out all the emotions you have in your mind, in your facial expressions, your countenance, your behavioral attributes, everything. You can throw everything at me. But that'll never change the way that I feel. You see, because the world lives in the realm of guided emotions, meaning they're emotionally guided. They're not guided by logic or reality or truth. The world, the secular world, is guided by emotionalism. So the lyric makes great sense, and I understand it because I too once was driven by emotionalism. Everything is a feeling, and if it don't feel right to me, then I don't want to have any part of it. And I'm just a slave to the dance of my emotions, to the dance of my DNA. And so maybe you can cry all night. That's certainly an option you're going to try, and you've tried, and you'll try again. Having me feel guilty or bad or trying to trigger me into saying something or giving you something that I'm just simply not going to give you, that'll never change the way that I feel. Now, of course, feelings are wonderful. I enjoy feelings. I am thankful to God we have feelings. Emotions are a beautiful thing. They're a wonderful thing. They're a necessary thing. We should just not be driven by them. We should be able to control them. Right? We should be able to have that self-control of our emotions. And that takes training. That can take years, decades to train our emotions properly. And, um, but in these worldly relationships, you know, emotionally driven, it's, uh, it's chaos. It's chaos and it's division. And uh, one or the other is not going to produce what they should produce, not only in the Philadelphia manner of speaking, the emotional side of things, the emotional attachment, but also the agape, the sacrifice, the your well-being is more important than mine, and so this relationship is going to work because I'm going to produce that love, not only emotional, but uh, sacrificial. Well, he's telling her, I'm not going to give you this sacrificial love. It's not going to happen. It doesn't matter how, how much we talk. It doesn't matter how much you cry. It ain't getting us nowhere. And I, it's never going to change the way that I feel. The snow is really piling up outside. Time's passing. Time's going, right? I wish you wouldn't make me leave here. Time's going. It's getting bad out there. I mean, treacherous conditions are piling up outside. Time is slipping. And I, w I wish you wouldn't make me leave here. You know, you, you're, you're not being reasonable. You're, you're, you're emotionally driven. You're hurt. You're triggered. You're offended. You just don't understand how come I'm not giving you my love my agape, my sacrifice, why I'm not saying you and I should just get married and live happily forevermore. You know, you're seeking this thing from me. I'm not going to give it to you. And so you're getting all upset on me. You want to kick me out in this weather? Really? Is that what's going to happen? I poured it on, he says, and I poured it out. I'm not going to elaborate too much on that lyric line. If you're an adult, you can maybe speculate a bit on what that means and what he's talking about. Let's just say he gave her um, 
an affection, an intimate affection, okay? Um, and he says, I tried to show you just how much I care. He's speaking of a physical way. You know, I gave you a hug, I gave you a kiss. We obviously fornicate. So there, I can give you that. Haven't I given you that? Haven't I given you that physical satisfaction, if you will, That's, uh, that physical um, intimacy? Right? I mean, what else do you... I mean, I, isn't that enough? Would that not suffice? I'm tired of words, and I'm too hoarse to shout. I'm just... I'm, I'm drained. The expiration date has has come and gone, all right? We're beating a dead horse here. But you've been cold to me so long, I'm, Christ, I'm crying icicles instead of tears. Right? And all I can do is keep on telling you. And then he's going to go into the repetitive lyric uh, to just tell her and explain to her, this is what it is. It ain't going to change. Why can't we just go with it for as long as it will roll? And when it's done, it'll be done. But you want something from me that I'm just not going to give you. I poured it out, or sorry, I poured it on, and I poured it out. I tried to show you just how much I care. He cares. I certainly care. I'm tired of words, and I'm too hoarse to shout. I'm just tired. I'm bored with it all, man. Listen, I just, I can't give you what you want. I'm not going to. But you've been cold to me so long. I'm crying icicles instead of tears. And, and, and here it's a bit tricky also to that lyric, right? Is he speaking of the way she's been treating him because she's been constantly pestering him or nagging him to... Uh, so that she, so that he would give her love like agape sacrifice love like make her a wife or you know give her that forevermore that that family that thing or or is she the one that's like speaking here like is she the one saying you've been cold to me speaking of him because he won't love her and I'm crying icicles instead of tears Maybe she's brought the relationship to a point where it's so toxic because she just won't get off this horse. She just won't let it be. She's beaten it and beaten it. She's just like, listen, why, why can't you love me? Why don't you sacrifice for me? Like, why can't you give me agape? Why can't you give me that? And it just never ends. So he's been cold. So she's been cold to, her, to him so long, like with it, that he's just crying icicles instead of tears. I don't know. Maybe she's the one who's who's speaking, right? Is she the one saying to him, I poured it on and I poured it out. I tried to show you just how much I care. I'm tired of words and I'm too hoarse to shout. Well, I don't think so. I think he's speaking to her. I think that's the angle here. He's talking to her in this lyric. He's telling her, you know, we can talk all night. It's not going to get us anywhere. You can cry all night. It's not going to change anything. I did everything I could. I gave you everything I could physically. All the hugs and all the kissings. All the hugs and kissing. I gave you all that. But I'm tired. I got nothing else to say. I'm tired of talking. My, my voice is losing me. I'm bored of it. 
I'm tired of it. You've been cold to me so long. And I'm crying icicles instead of tears. And I find it interesting, and it's well written. It's very well written. Because what was he saying there in the uh, other lyric line? The snow is really piling up outside. (laughs) Isn't that interesting? It's well written. Then he says, but you've been cold to me so long, I'm crying icicles instead of tears. So here you want to, you're angry at me because I don't want to give you love, agape. It's not going to happen. So you want to throw me outside with treacherous conditions as the snow's piling on. You know it's not safe to drive, but you're kicking me out here. You've been cold to me for so long because I won't give you love. I won't give you agape, so you've been just, you can't get over this. But still, you don't leave me. You don't want to. You don't want to cancel this relationship. You want to keep working at it. You, you still think I'm your soulmate and I'm the one you're going to marry. I'm not. I'm not that guy. We've poured out our emotions. Philadelphia is definitely involved. There's emotional investment in this relationship. I've been crying icicles instead of tears. I'm just cold to it. It's not genuine, warm tears of love. I'm not giving you that agape. There are cold icicles cold icicles. I don't love you. I never will. But I can give you hugs and kisses and everything else involved with that physical intimacy. But I'm not going to give you love. I'm not going to I'm never going to put you of more importance than my own self. It's a very selfish obvious uh very selfish uh, uh perspective. It's very worldly, but it is true nonetheless and most of us have gone through this who were not living as Christians. Faithful Christians, mind you. So then he says, and then he goes into uh, uh, the lyric that repeats itself to, 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 to hit the point, explaining to her, all I can do is keep on telling you. That's that I'm, I'm a broken record now. Okay? I'm cold to it. I'm tired of you. Listen. I want you. It's a want thing. I need you. You certainly are therapeutic to me. You soothe and comfort me. I want you physically, and you produce what I seek physically, and you deliver physical fulfillment to me. I want you. I need you. It soothes me. It comforts me. It, it alleviates my lust. You are the object of lust in my life. So I want you, and I need you. But there ain't no way I'm ever gonna love you. Now don't be sad, because two out of three ain't bad. (laughs) Isn't that awful? I want you. I want us to be physically intimate. I need that. I need and I want physical intimacy. Oh, rainy day woman. Right? Waylon's song. When I want you and I need you, you're there. And I like that. I like that. I want that. I need that. But listen, there ain't no way It's never going to happen. You need to drill this into your skull. I'm never going to love you. I'm never going to give my life to you. 
I'm never going to agape. I'm never going to say, let's get married and have a family. It's never going to happen. We've been doing this for months, for years, these fights, because you want something from me I'm never going to give you. I enjoy spending time with you. I like our physical intimacy. I want it, and I need it. But the third thing you are seeking, the full package, the love, the agape, it's not going to happen. I'm not going to give it to you. It ain't going to happen. Now, don't be sad, because two out of three ain't bad. It's a bit humorous, isn't it? It's kind of humorous to it, but it ain't that bad. I mean, you, you, you're you acting all distraught and sorrowful and flipping out and nagging me and screaming at me, and you want to kick me out of the door? You want to put me outside in the cold in this treacherous weather? Relax. It's not like if you've got zero profit from this investment here. You've got two of them. And two out of three ain't bad. Two-thirds is better than one-third or none at all. And I'm giving you two of them. I'm giving you the want and I'm giving you the need. But no, I'm not going to give you the love. It's not going to happen. So don't be sad about that. Just take it for what it is. Why can't you just enjoy what we have? Many would even cry to have the want and the need. I'm giving you the want and the need. You want someone to hold? You want someone to be physically intimate with you? Give you all the hugs and kisses and the, and the, the cuddles and all of that stuff going on with that? I, I'm here for you. I'm giving you that because I want that. I, need, I want, I need. It's selfish, you see. Isn't that enough? Of my selfish want and need, is that not enough for you? And she's like, no, I want the full package. I want you to love me and give a commitment. I want you to I want us to get married and have a family. It ain't gonna happen. It's a problem. It's a problem. And then he goes into illustrations to try to have her understand this because she's obsessed with it. She's obsessed with him. She doesn't want to let him go. He's my soulmate. I'm gonna marry him. I know it, I know it, I know it. He just he just doesn't he just he you'll see, you'll see. We just have to work at it. We just have to work at it. We have to keep talking. Maybe if I cry some more. No, woman, it's not going to happen. Here are some illustrations to help you understand this. Please pay attention. You'll never find your gold on a sandy beach. Looking for love in all the wrong places. You'll never find your gold on a sandy beach. She wants gold. She's not going to find it where she's looking. You'll never drill for oil on a city street. She wants oil, but she's drilling in the wrong place. I know you're looking for a ruby in a mountain of rocks. But honey, there ain't no Coupe de Ville. Ain't no Cadillac hiding at the bottom of a Cracker Jack box, okay? He's the sandy beach. He's the city street. He's the mountain of rocks. He's the... Cracker Jack box. She's looking for gold. She's looking for oil. She's looking for uh, rubies. She's looking for a Cadillac. She ain't going to get none of it with this guy. She wants love. She wants the package. She wants the I do till death do us part and let's have, a bu- let's have some kids in a nice little house with a White picket fence and a dog. and a, No, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to give you that. I want you. I need you. I love our physical intimacy. That's what I love. But agape, to give a sacrifice to put you and your well-being first before mine, it's not going to happen. 
you're looking for love in the wrong place. I can't lie, he says. I can't lie. I can't tell you that I'm something I'm not. You want to just... You want me to change and I don't want to change. You want me to become someone that I don't want to become. Because you want this commitment. You want me to love you. I can't you can't make me love you. I don't want to love you. Now I want you physically and I need you physically, but I don't want you in any other way. So this agape you're looking for, you're not going to have it. It doesn't matter how many words we speak. It doesn't matter how many tears you cry. It doesn't matter if you kick me out of the house in treacherous weather. The gold you're looking for, you're not going to find it with me. The oil you're drilling for, you're not going to find it with me. The rubies you're looking for, it's not going to be found with me. This Cadillac you seek, it's not going to be found with me. But yet these kinds, these women, or these men, depending on the perspective of the relationship, they keep going for it, they keep going for it, they keep going for it. Some have wasted 10 years, 20 years, their entire lives distraught, lost, trying to have a man or a woman love them that will never love them. I can't lie. I can't tell you that I'm something I'm not. No matter how I try, I'll never be able to give you something. Something that I just haven't got. And what is that? Agape. Love. Commitment. The full package. It's not going to happen. It's not in me. I don't want to look for it. I don't want to create it. I don't want to practice it. I'm not going to give it to you. I don't have it. I don't want it. I'm not going to give it to you. I don't want this love thing you, you, you seek. I don't have it anymore. I did once, but it was stolen from me. Oh, ho, ho. let's go further into the lyric, shall we? So he keeps saying, after, after he said, I can't lie, I can't tell you that I'm something I'm not. No matter how I try, I'll never be able to give you something, something that I just haven't got. He says, then, there's only one girl that I will ever love. This thing you're looking for, the, the, what you're seeking from me, this agape, this commitment, this full package, there was only one in my life before you in which I gave this to. And that was many years ago. Many years ago. And though I know I'll never get her out of my heart, she never loved me back. Oh, I know. Well, I remember how she left me on a stormy night. Oh, she kissed me and got out of our bed. And though I pleaded and I begged her not to walk out that door, she packed her bags and turned right away. And she kept on telling me this. <laughs> look at how well written this is. And for those of us who have lived in the world, understand this very well. Because we've gone through these bad decisions in life and these heartaches and these sorrows and these pains, haven't we? These investments in relationships that have turned into chaos and separation. We, we've, been, we've been there. We understand what he's saying. This woman he's now with, she wants from him something he's not going to give her because he's already given it to another prior to her who in turn, would you believe it, kept telling him, she kept on telling him, I want you, 
I need you. But there ain't no way I'm ever gonna love you. Now, don't be sad. <laughs> because two out of three ain't bad. You see that? See how that's well written? He's telling his current relationship what he heard from his prior relationship. He wanted his previous relationship to give him the love that his current relationship is seeking, but he was taken from that love. That love was robbed from him, and that woman will never leave his heart. And I dare say that the woman he was with before that gave him the same, the same line, she, in turn, prior in her relationship, had been given the same line, and so on and so forth, goes this repetitive, circular problem. Right? I want you. I need you. But there ain't no way I'm ever going to love you. Now, don't be sad, because two out of three ain't bad. <laughs> it's quite the lyric, and it's quite something to analyze, isn't it? Brings a whole new depth of context to the song, doesn't it? And you'll hear it differently. Like all the songs we've been analyzing each week now for many months, you hear them differently, don't you? Well, you see, I... I truly, at a time in my life, loved music. Everything I did in my life was for music. I loved music more than my own self, my anyone around me. I loved music. I was a music buff, a music historian. I loved music. My first business when I was very young, I think 16, 17, was music, a DJ. My own business as a young kid getting into places I should not have been allowed to get into because I was the music man. And I loved music. I like music now. I... I'm entertained by music. I find peace sometimes and comfort in music. A time machine of sorts, but I don't love music. Now I love Jesus. And because I love Jesus, I love my wife, I love my children. I love his church, I love his words. That doesn't mean I can't appreciate or understand the lyric. It's just very different to me now. But anyways, a bit of an excursion there on my own personal self. Music is certainly a powerful tool, isn't it? And... The reason I can see the wisdom, whether it be, well, of a secular or worldly nature to these lyrical uh, um, pieces, uh, we can make sense of them, can't we? So how, as a Christian, do we reach these people? How do we understand this? How do we operate with the insight we have uh, as Christians? Well, obviously, this lyric would not exist with Christianity because with Christianity, faithful to it, a male, a man, cultivates a friendship with a female, a woman, and they commit to each other. And they do not become physically intimate with each other until the covenant has been uh, 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 blessed from God, making two become one, male, female, husband, wife. So there's a pattern in the scriptures, in the Bible, through Christianity that keeps a male and female together forever, right? Till death do we part. And so you don't need to go through these heartaches, these sorrows, this chaos, these divisions that at times uh, will drown an individual. Some of them never, never float. Some of them stayed 
way deep down there in the bottom of the ocean, trapped to uh, cement shoes, right? Wonderful song, of course. Quite uh, um, well written to the way of the world. And uh, I find it interesting. I find it interesting. I don't think I got much more to add to that. Um, that album in of itself, Bad Out of Hell, is a, is a powerful album. And there are many songs on there, if not all of them, I'd like to analyze. And I might do that you know, periodically throughout the, uh, the months coming forward. Um, we did uh, you two, uh, Two Out of Three Ain't Bad, but there's Bad Out of Hell. That's an interesting one to analyze. There's the, you took the words right out of my mouth. That's a good one to analyze. That's an interesting one to analyze. There's Heaven Can Wait. There's All Revved Up With No Place To Go. There's Paradise By The Dashboard Light. Uh, yeah. And then there's uh, For Crying Out Loud. So there, there's some, I mean, the, the, there's a reason that album is one of the top selling albums of all time. It's a masterpiece in all, in, 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 all, in the lyrics, in the musical com- compositions, in the way it was produced, in, in its performers. I mean, you name it. From a worldly perspective, mind you, us Christians, we can listen to it for entertainment purposes, depending on the uh, tenderness or strength of your conscience and where you are at in the maturity of your faith, and all all those factors play a part. But I think these kind of sessions are important, and nobody was doing it as far as I'm concerned among us Christians, and I think it's it's a good way for us to uh, to connect with folks and to connect with people, right? And uh, to see where they're at and become all things to all men and know that um, these the music uh, plays a big part in our culture. It plays a big part in uh, humanity. Music's been around for a long time. And so, you know, why not open it up and uh, analyze it? Okay, my dear friends, Stefan Mayet is my name. AddedSouls.com is the website. I am a minister for the East Coast Church of Christ in Moncton, New Brunswick, Canada. Just a small little house church, 15 members, four families strong. We are growing independently and numerically. We have a lot of potential moving forward, and we'd love to get you involved. Would you like to sit down and study the Bible with us? Contact us. We'd love to study with you. We are a bit different. Look at the eastcoastchurchofchrist.com website, and over there you can read our faith and what it is we believe and how we operate. And if something in there is uh, uh, piques your curiosity and challenges you and you'd like to learn, you'd like to seek, uh, by all means, please reach out to us and we can sit down and have all kinds of conversations and learn together, right? It can be, uh, uh, we make ourselves available to you. We are servants. Friends, if you are a Christian and you appreciate this kind of content and you find it has value, well, please consider supporting it. You can do so through addedsouls.locals.com. You can sign up there for free, and then from there you can choose how much you want to give per month. No amount is too small or too big. It certainly goes through the Added Souls ministry, which is through the Maya family, my wife, my kids, food, shelter, clothing, and the mission we're in, the mission field we are currently in. Uh, proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ. There is also the PayPal option. There's also my address if you want to send uh, something in the mail. Uh, contact me. We can have a conversation about all that. Addedsouls.locals.com. That good? Stay focused and stay positive. Lord willing, we shall certainly meet each other again uh, in the following days. It's a bit tricky, and I do apologize. You will have to forgive me. I've been away 
uh, from this platform for a few weeks, several weeks, because there was a flood in my office. So we had to move my office location. And now we're waiting on the insurance company to come bust some walls and some floors to put up some good, some, some new uh, walls and floor because, well, you know, you don't want mold to catch in that and all that kind of stuff. So it's been a, there's been a lot of uh, um, things kind of in the way for me to be consistent these weeks with my itinerary he uh, and the scheduling of it so today i had so i had a, a window to to, to 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 do this and i wanted to and here it is i produced it but please know that in the coming days once everything settles down and my office can once again be put where it's at uh, uh we'll be able to once again get uh, consistent with uh, producing this material for you that good all right peace out